0: For UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. Arguably, no Tyler native has seen more change in this city or been part of making that change happen than Henry Bell. He's a fifth-generation Tylerite on both sides of his family. After more than a dozen years with what is now Regions Bank, he served more than three decades on the Tyler Chamber of Commerce and is currently president. And he's our guest today. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. I feel like with an introduction like that, we should play Hail to the Chief, don't you think? <laughs> no, not that. hardly, not hardly. Well, the CEO of the Chamber, uh, Scott Martinez, has been our guest a number of times. And he brings insight into what's happening right now for the city and its future. We've wanted to talk to you for some time now to bring some perspective on where the city of Tyler is today as compared to when you became a part of the Chamber 30-plus years ago. How do you, how do you chart that? Well,
1: you can chart it in lots of different ways. You know, you, we can bore you to death with stats all you want to, but um, it's it has been on my mind a little bit more than usual lately. Um, I am a student of history, always have been, love history, so I'm always going back and reading stuff. I was actually doing some of that this morning. I was working. There's a There's a project, a possible project downtown that's going to try to use some past history from the city to develop their project. That's about all I can say about it. But I I went back and pulled out some chamber annual reports from the 30s and 40s. We have all those very well documented and stuff. So I I look at some stuff. And if you think how long we've come since since the last 35 years since I've been at the chamber, when I started, several interesting facts, Just not just local to us, but we did not have internet. My first day on the job, we had a something called a fax machine installed that we had never used before. <laughs> and remember, you said I came from the banking world. We didn't, and a lot of people don't remember this, we did not have branch banking in Texas. So we only had one building, one brick and mortar building, no internet, of course, for a particular bank. So in that period of time, 35 years ago, there was basically four banks
0: in Tyler, and look how many there are now. <laughs> it means that the banks is as a good way of charting that. But even in the progress of, of the city itself, where where for a long time it seemed as though Tyler kind of pushed away some of the big uh, companies that wanted to come in and that sort of thing. It, it felt that way anyway, yeah. uh, because people liked it just the way it was. Yes, um, you know, and,
1: and Tyler's grown. Tremendously, I can go back farther than than um, thirty five years ago. I, we were we were very fortunate here to have had the East Texas oil field discovered in the thirties here, which defined our economics for years and years and years, and so and still plays a very large part of it. But um, we got too complacent with it, so maybe we liked the way things were, or maybe we didn't do like what she said, so. In the 80s, we had a small boom in the oil and gas industry, and then we had a complete crash like we've never seen before any other time. And all all of the whole state of Texas and a lot of the Southwest suffered because we had concentrated but too many eggs in one basket. Thus, the economic development effort switched and started, you know, recruiting other type of entities and diversifying quite a bit. And that's what's happened the last 35 years. So that's the major Change that I've of course have seen
0: too, your father and grandfather are considered to be part of the city fathers of of Tyler. What do you think they would make of Tyler texas twenty twenty three
1: I never knew my grandfather, my grandfather actually died before I was born and but I've read a lot about him, and he was very charismatic, had a lot of interest and in, did a lot of things for the community, totally different from things that that my father may have done, so there were there were two different entities. He was such a go-go cheerleader type person, from what I could tell. I think he'd be thrilled. My father was much more even keel, and he would keep his nose to the grindstone, and things would get accomplished. And his attitude was, well, that's what we were supposed to do. So you'd have one doing a little bit more celebrating, and one just kind of keeping the even keel, kind of like, yeah, we got to
0: move on to the next thing. (laughs) That well, that's inter I was just thinking about your grandfather. I mean, certainly he he was operating at the time that uh, when the first East Texas State Fair came along, they did it at what's now Birdfell Park. <laughs>
1: yeah. He did a lot of things. If you go back and look, that I was just at the Carnegie History Center yesterday, so it's fun to see pictures of things, you know, back then. But when the East Texas oil field was was discovered. Most of the streets in the city of Tyler were not paved. Okay. So, I mean, we obviously had automobiles by then, but there weren't many roads that could go down. So <laughs> had some horses and stuff going on. And then the oil boom forced us to lay brick streets as quick as we could. That's why we have so many brick streets, uh, because of the amount of people that were coming into town to try to get a piece of the black gold is what I always say. So, um,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole different perspective. Um, In a mindset. You know, I'm wondering if you would tick off a short list of things that changed in order for Tyler to be where it is today and on the trajectory that it is now. I'd say over the last 35 years that, you know, through elected officials,
1: our entities, our our different sections of the community that actually work together to make the community grow and to – project a better quality of life, all get along so great in this community right now. You've got a city council that gets along with the county commissioners, the, you know, that gets along with its entities like the chamber, and we're all working together for really the same goals. Um, that's not always the case. And you can go to other cities, even in the East Texas area, where that's not happening. So there's, there's uh, an effort to all work together all work together. Now that can change at any minute, so we have to keep working at that to make sure that it doesn't. That's why, kind they like keep, a marriage, they right? Keep some people along for thirty-five years, like me, so you have some <laughs> continuity. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of change, and you know there's I'm in that peak baby boom group. And, you know, and there's a lot of that changing, but there the, that group. A lot of us are still going because we got to fill a role and try to make that continuity smooth Yeah. somewhere down the line.
0: Final thoughts, anything you'd like to share before we wrap this
1: well, up? Well, I'm, I'll, I'll just say like, and I've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, it's, it's great to be on the campus of UT Tyler. I'm so excited about the growth there. Uh, it's exciting to me that I don't hear conversations of like, Oh, I had to go, I had to run over to Dallas today to get a tooth pulled or I had to run over there to buy a dress. You know, you just don't hear that anymore. So, um, I just think the, the future is very, very bright, also.
0: Our guest has been the president of the Tyler Chamber of Commerce, Henry Bell. To hear this interview again or to share it, go to our website, kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio. Thank you for listening to the UT Titer Radio podcast on 99.7 KVUT. If you'd like to hear this episode again, or if you missed a previous episode, find the UT Titer Radio podcast on your favorite podcast platform, or click podcasts on our website, kvut.org.